0: Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Allison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations, and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl,
1: and she works in...
0: No my hi my and welcome to Books and Beyond. This is your host Alison and I'm joined in the studio today by a really special guest from the Auckland Libraries, Aisha Shimazu. Kia ora I. Kia ora Alison. Thanks so much for being here. It's really cool to have you along today. Now I works at the libraries on Auckland's North Shore and she's a super fan of young adult fiction. So she's a really great person to talk to about YA books and the YA scene in general. And it's a huge scene. It really is. And I was instrumental in getting an international guest to appear at the recent Auckland Library's We Read Auckland Festival. We had a, a live-streamed virtual author talk with the New York Times best-selling novelist Chloe Gong. Now, congratulations on this. I This was an absolute coup. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, and, um, oh, by the way, the interview is on... Um, the Auckland Library's YouTube channel so check it out and it's a fantastic interview so um we're going to talk about how you how you managed to get Chloe on board but um just a bit of background Chloe Gong um was born in Shanghai 22 years ago and she grew up, pretty much grew up in Auckland. She went to school on the North Shore and she's had this most extraordinary writing journey. Her YA debut novel, These Violent Delights, is a contemporary retelling of the Romeo and Juliet story and it's set in nineteen twenty Shanghai. It came out in November 2020 and it immediately went to number three on the New York Times bestseller list. And um Buzzfeed actually named These Violent Delights as the best YA book of twenty twenty. And it's part of part one of a duology. So its sequel, Our Violent Ends, is due out really soon. So um now I getting back to you and the exciting parts of this, tell me how you contacted Chloe and, and asked her to be on our live stream
1: panel. Um, the way I did it was actually, like, not really, like, a typical way. Like, I think in most cases, you would just, like, write a professional email saying who you are, but, um, I DM'd her on Instagram because I saw that she's really, really active in, like, the Instagram kind of social media scene, and I was yeah. like, if I, like, emailed her, would it get lost in all the spam, but then if I'm on DM, I might, you know, get a reply, so I was just like, hey, I'm I from the Village Library, I would like to do all the talk with you. If you're keen, can you email me? And I gave her, like, my, you know, professional official open counsellor email. address just <laughs> kind of, like, threw the ball at her. And then I got a reply, like, two days later. <gasps> and she said yes. Did she? Yeah. Like, yeah. So how did
0: you feel when she when she goes, hi, it's Chloe, yeah. <laughs> I literally screamed
1: and jumped up. And I was like to my manager, she said yes. And I was like, a New York Times bestseller, like, this huge person is saying yes to me that is so cool
0: isn't it and I was thinking you know um you may as well go big go you know and dream big and you just you just did it and I really want to congratulate you for that thank you and there's no harm in asking okay and she just said yes so (laughs) that is so cool now and then we did the live stream Mm -hmm. um it was and I happened to be um fortunate enough i was helping out a little bit in the the back end yeah. of the live stream doing some of the technical stuff and and getting all the questions that were coming in from the fandom Thank you. so um it just had such great energy mm-hmm.
1: did you find that that it was really it, it was like y- i think it was really good because um I got along really well with Inigo Vogels, who was also in the um, interview, right? But um, I was also kind of sending emails to Chloe, just like kind of casual, keeping her up to date. So I felt like there was already like this like kind of a connection between us. And then like on the day we had like a a little bit of a chat before actually went live and then... It went live and it, she she just spoke and like, you know, we asked her questions and she was so, like, open about everything. So, it was just an easy flow and it was just so much fun. Yeah. Oh, and she was just lovely, wasn't she? Mm-hmm.
0: And I I found that too and um, I found it just Delightful. Mm. That was the word I, I thought of, which I thought is interesting considering the book's called These Violent highlight- <laughs> Delights. It wasn't, there was no violence. Yeah. <laughs> no one was harmed. No. In the <laughs> of, um, except maybe my pride when I had to ask for, for help. And, How do I do this? When I had to ask Bernie for help. But um, yeah, and um, it was quite funny, wasn't it? Because we're in that huge building yeah. where we recorded it and I was right down the end because we didn't want our computers to kind of, um, whatever the word is, um, react with each other or for us to be noise. But when it finished, I just ran down the, the corridor and gave you a big hug because the energy was... It was just amazing
1: it was It was really infectious because i did the same thing like i finished logged off and like ran and i don't run like yeah. running <laughs> is nothing something i do <laughs> but you did on day. Yeah,
0: i did yeah and um but yeah it was just that mm-hmm. that energy um it, it was really wonderful and she was so open
1: to to questions wasn't she and and I thought um, she actually answered question, like, answered things that we didn't ask. So, like, we asked her a question, and then she'll kind of, like, expand on that idea, which was really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, she mm-hmm. really ran with, with it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. And did you find um, that the hour went really quickly? Yeah, it did. Like, before, I was so nervous. I was, like, thinking... I have to talk for an hour. Like, it wasn't just me. And I know that I wasn't, you know, the main step. I was like, it's going to be an hour. And then, you know, I was like, it's over. There was more questions I wanted to ask. Yeah, I know. We could
0: have gone on. And because we had so many questions coming in from fans. Uh-huh. And I felt really bad because we couldn't mm-hmm. get them all to Chloe mm-hmm. because it was just such a full, yeah. full session. Yeah. Oh, it was so, so cool. I was really on quite a high afterwards yeah hey so let's talk a little bit about the book mm-hmm. these violent delights um because as we were we were saying it's a retelling of the yeah. romeo and juliet yeah
1: um it's a retelling but um it's it's so much i found it was so much more than you know just a, you know retelling of Romeo. It's, it follows um you know the heirs of two rival gangs who are forced to cooperate and work together when this monster rises from the huangpu um, river and you know starts killing the population and the two heirs on um, romeo and julia are in love with each other
0: yeah, yeah yeah so and they're they're kind of forced to cooperate really aren't they yeah. because if they
1: don't cooperate, well, the whole population's going to die. But there's, like, also, like, that, are we going to trust them or not trust yes. them? Like, you know, there's, like, a huge, like, what is it, a leap of faith kind of thing going yeah. on? Did you find that, too, that even though they were,
0: that Roma and Juliet mm. were in love, there were times when I don't know that they fully trusted each other
1: yeah there was that and I I love that tension like in the book it just like kept you like on the edge all the time it's like ooh, and I kind of like when I read sometimes I'm like yeah do that don't do that and I kind of like trying to I, I know I can't by trying to dictate what the characters uh, should yes, do, gonna do <laughs>
0: yeah and you know there was that thing you know there'd be a a safe house or something like I can take you to a safe house yeah. but I didn't know whether to trust yes. either of them at, at times yeah
1: i like uh-uh yeah <laughs>
0: because their families basically hated each other yeah. didn't they yeah and um it it's such a great book I found the characters were really three-dimensional yeah. as you say um like um Roma you know he was good looking and and gorgeous and strong and everything but then at times you thought is he a baddie or mm-hmm, goody mm-hmm. or and who's he working for yeah what's he trying to achieve but it, it all um it really has grabbed people it's really struck a chord with its fans hey yeah it, and um the other thing um it's been a
1: huge word of mouth success yeah, so um, as Enika said um, in the interview, like, it was just, it's all over Tumblr, it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram. So, like, even, um, I think Chloe even mentioned, like, before the book was out, there was already like a, a hype kind of thing. So I think it just, like, went from there. And and it's not just that because the book itself is good, you know, you can't, you can't have all the fanfare if the book is, like, not that great. But it was, like, the fanfare in the book. And so I think it just went, boom.
0: yeah, it mm-hmm. really did. Because um, I think Chloe's been very clever with her marketing mm-hmm. um, and stuff, but she's um, being twenty-two. You know, she she's young. She knows yep. social media. Yep. She knows her market. Mm-hmm. So she did such a good job, as you say. But there's no point in doing that if your product's going to be yep. just crap, really, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's such a such a great book, yeah. Um, I was wondering. Um, about one of the the um, strengths of of the book from what I gather is that readers have been able to see themselves Mm. in the in the characters and um, I guess this would be particularly important for kids in the Asian diaspora um, and even other kids that live in in two cultures yeah so I was wondering
1: if you what you felt about that i think it was really important for me because um my parents are japanese and we came to new zealand when i was two and so i've always felt like i didn't like not always but like didn't fit in like when i'm in mm. japan i wasn't japanese enough you know yeah and when i'm here i'm like sometimes too japanese because there's like the cultural influence for my parents and um reading um, books when I was a child, like I've always loved books, like reading is like my passion (laughs) and it's like the reason why I'm alive basically and food (laughs) and um, it was really good in that sense that Chloe's um, wrote a character who was like us you know, like Juliet was from Shanghai, like her family is based in Shanghai but she went to New York, you know, to get education there, right? And then You know, life experience changes us. So when she came back, she wasn't just, you know, this girl who grew up in Shanghai. She was this, like, girl who experienced another different culture for, you know, four years of her life kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and she's brought back all that experience with her, both um, the good things and the bad Mm -hmm. things,
1: I guess. And so... um, it, w- it was just really nice like when I was reading the book I could kind of like relate to her mm. you know like because she had like passages her when she didn't know who she was or she felt like kind of uncertain and didn't feel like she fit in and when I was reading the book I was like I know this and like it's the small things but you can get like an emotional connection it's like You kind of root for the character more, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I really hear what
0: you're saying with that. And um, I wonder sometimes if Chloe was writing
1: a character that she needed to see, too. Oh, definitely, because um, you know, like Juliet, she's really clever and sassy and, you know, she's just really kick-ass, like, completely. You know, in one of the scenes, she's got like five, like, knives or something (laughs) like, you know, just, like, hidden on her dress and she's yeah. got like a necklace made of like a grot kind of wire mm-hmm. right and she's like really really tough and um I think that a lot of uh media kind of thing have always portrayed like um Asian women as kind of like meek quiet yes. and kind of clever and sometimes always like a, as a kind of like a token character like, you know just to put it in whether she, um, Chloe managed to make Juliet like you know like really differently. It was just like, Juliet was Juliet kind of thing. And she was clever. She was everything. But she just happened to be Asian. It wasn't like a big part of the character, but it was still included and kind of gave us like, I felt like, you know, we Asian women... Aren't always quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, you know yeah. we can be kick-ass, We can be tough. So it was yeah. really nice.
0: No, I I agree. And um, she made Juliet a really three D mm-hmm. character because in the past, um, Asian women in literature and films, and we're talking about mm. opera mm-hmm. and stuff, they've often been. Flat characters, yeah. so I guess that's either one di- or two dimensional. Yeah. But um, and also, we're talking about being quiet and being good, mm-hmm. but that object of desire, yeah. too, without any sort of substance behind it, yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with Juliet being an object of
1: desire um, because, because she, sorry, I was yeah, just going to say you, you don't like her just because like her outer appearance, but you because she has like. I don't know, like, the brain and the guts and, like, everything, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly
0: right. Like, you like yes. her and,
1: like, for her
0: kind for of her. thing, yeah. Yeah, and she's really good with a gun, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I won't um, give, <laughs> give away the plot, but she knows her way around a... Yeah. Um, was it, like, a cult special or something? I can't remember what it was, but... Neither. <laughs> yeah, but she, she knows these yeah. sort of things, yeah. And the characterization in the book because she has some queer characters yeah. as well. And we were talking about that a bit earlier that there's this gay love story but it's not
1: that, oh, the, it's kind of quite subtle isn't it? It is like I think what I liked about it it was like very subtle but it was very, very organic. It wasn't like another token character it was just, yeah. just two characters and like it's like it kind of sounded like she was writing the book and writing the characters and they kind of like kind of like did that like you know she didn't start planning it but it just happened yeah, yeah that's right I'm sure she didn't go
0: oh I know what I'll put some yeah. some gay characters in yeah. or, you know it just it was part of the story yeah. and it was kind of no big deal yeah. but a really lovely
1: art story arc exactly like um not a big deal but at the same time big deal in different ways yes and big deal in terms of the plot which I won't go yeah.
0: into but yeah there's a bit of a, a twist yeah there but and she just did it so well I know <laughs> yeah yeah oh she's good and the other thing I found really interesting yeah. was the historical side of things because you've got you're in 1920s yeah. Shanghai which was kind of a really interesting time to be alive there I guess and they were just on the verge of civil war mm. and you had the the communists versus the nationalists and um you know you'd had that recent Bolshevik Revolution in yeah. Russia, and that um, kind of forgotten, or maybe I didn't really know what a big influence that had. Yeah,
1: um, especially um, with Roma's family because of yeah. that, you know, coming and to, going to Shanghai. I think,
0: yes, that's right. Yeah, and then you had so the Russians and then the French and the mm-hmm. British. They all wanted a piece yeah. of, of Shanghai, didn't they? And Chloe talks a bit about this in the the book about that colonization. Yeah. And imperialism, which there is—I had to think about what the difference was between
1: both those things. But but once again, she's quite subtle. I think so. It it was just like you'll be like reading the book, and it's just like a one scene that she puts in, and you can kind of tell what Juliet is feeling. And hopefully, I'm not giving away. But it's like. she was talking about like a vase 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 whichever oh, yeah that's <laughs> and, right and how you know before it would have been like a white one, a white porcelain one with like you know the blue kind of like what you get from china but how it changed and it was the way she just weaves like all these different parts of the book it just like flows so smoothly yeah oh that's right
0: yes yeah, yeah. and um and and shanghai was such a it's an important mm-hmm. part of the work, like trading point and yeah. everything. You can sort of see why yeah. everyone wanted to be there. But mm-hmm. she just – it's not like she's trying to be a teacher or saying, you must learn this or anything. It just happens to be part of the story. And, and actually, I liked um, kind of going off topic a little yeah. bit. But, you know, when you asked her what sort of research she did – and she she was saying she did lots and lots of reading.
1: Yeah, she she would she she's. I think um, not only is she like a really good writer, she's a really good researcher. Like she yeah. and she planned everything like you know properly, like because you know there is some um, um, when she was researching. I think she just did a really good um, job. And I th- sorry. I'm off track now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I've kind of gone with
0: you there too. But, um, and because she's just graduated with a degree, hasn't she? And so she's obviously got the research skills. So, yeah, good on her. Oh, so I would say we recommend this book, don't we? Definitely. We do.
1: (laughs) And the other thing is like, um, there is like a cliffhanger and luckily the book is coming out this year. Like we don't have to wait like five or six years for book two.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, it's so good that that advanced reading copy is already out. I know. It? I'm
1: like if she had taken like another two, three years or something, I would be like oh no, why are you killing me? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right.
0: Oh, I can't wait yeah. to, to read the, the second part of it. Yeah. She's on to a good thing here. Hey, so I was going to ask you, um, what um about your reading yeah so i wanted to ask you about the sort of genres that that you read
1: um i read a a, i think my favorite is going to be fantasy so i like reading fantasy but i also like historical romance with you know a little bit of ankle showing oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i sometimes read crime but i think i really like ya yeah
0: um, and can you tell us why?
1: Why? YA? Eh? Um, lots of why's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um, I find YA. It's just really easy to get into. Like, I. I still like my adult fiction books. It's just that sometimes you know when you've had like a you know big day at work kind of thing you just want to relax i think ya is just so much easier to just get into and um chloe mentioned and i completely agree with her ya is, is already a genre in itself so they can yeah. put like a lot of different subgenres inside so you can just like mix everything like you know with chloe's book it was like part mystery part romance horror and then like dystopia because of like you know the whole contagion kind of yes. thing yes and I really like it when you can get like a lot of subgenres just together because sometimes you're not just in a mood for like a little bit of romance. You want like the horror aspect, so you want this one, and why A. O. usually you know delivers that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's true, and you get that whole experience, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and particularly with the dystopian yeah. sort of thing yeah. too, and oh, just that just gave me a brainwave. But getting back to yeah. um, t- to Chloe's book. Wasn't it interesting that, um, you know, written in or published in 2020, mm-hmm. the um, whole thing about a mass illness, a contagion, and then this race to find a vaccine. Yeah. So talk about art imitating life. But, um, she actually
1: mentions that she wrote the book before... The any COVID yeah. happened, so she's like, "That's just a coincidence." Yeah, <laughs> but that's incredible, isn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, but I think that sort of shows that YA mm-hmm. fiction just can cover anything, can, can't, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? Um, can you recommend any books or, or series for people that might have enjoyed these violent delights?
1: Um, so it's not kind of the same genre, but one of the um books I like is um the Kristen Cashall series called Graceling and that also has a very strong female character oh yeah like um, the main character is total kick-ass and then there's actually a book two and three but follows for a different um, female character in the two and three so Kristen Cashaw Graceland series I would highly recommend. (laughs) Oh that is great yeah yeah Yeah. and um, we were talking earlier you were talking about the Dark Shores series. eh? Yeah Um, the Dark Shores is um, a fantasy series by Daniel um, L Jensen Um, and um, book one is called Dark Shores and book two is called Dark Skies But the cool thing about that book, um, the trilogy, is you don't have to read book one first. Oh, you can read book two first and then book one. And then um, book three, Gilded Serpents, is just out earlier this year. So you can read it in, like, one, two, three order or two, one, three order. So... That is so cool, isn't it? And
0: yeah. you relate to this, um, because we both work in libraries, yeah. when people come in and they say, oh, I really want to read yeah. this series, and so often the so, first one's out, When yeah, like there's the, like a million people waiting for exactly. it. Exactly. So, isn't it so good if you can say, hey, they do stand alone? Yeah. That's great for our work, yeah. isn't it? It is. It makes so, the job easier. <laughs> it does yeah. make
1: it so much easier. Yeah. But there's quite a skill in writing that, too. Um it's, yeah, because without giving it too much away, the book, like one and two, um, there's like two main characters, so it's just giving one side of the story in this one, and then the other per- other perspective on the second one, but it's on the same timeline, and they're going to meet in the third one.
0: Oh, right, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really interesting.
0: Um, Quite clever, too. Yeah. Very. I'd like, I haven't um read that, but I might even check that out on your recommendation. <laughs> And um, I was going to ask you about um, New Zealand YA books. Have you got any favourite?
1: Yes. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. Yeah. Um, um, uh, it has to be um, Gareth Ward. He Oh yeah, he writes steampunk, and I love steampunk. Like l- earlier this year in January, I went to Amaru. Fantastic. And they have you know the steampunk museum, and I was like, ah, yeah. oh, steampunk. And then so I was like shelving books one day, and then I see this cover. And it's got like a steampunk cover. And I'm like, what is this? And I read it. I'm like, really, really good. And I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, New Zealand author from Hawke's Bay. So I had to order his other books as well and read those as well. So um, the one, the first book that I actually read was um, Brass Witch and Bop by Gareth Ward. Um, but the other ones, he writes um, The Treasure and the Thief and The Clock, um, Clock Kill and the Thief. And the, those two um you know super cool it's about like secrets spies and dum 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 steampunk exactly. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds so good because um new
0: zealand's or, or amaru is like the steampunk capital yeah. of the world just yeah. about isn't yeah, it, it is. i think kiwis have really got into the whole the whole concept yeah and he's a popular author i always noticed his books go out a lot yeah, so, it's so
1: really good. I
0: really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, and um, what sort of books did you read when you were growing up?
1: Um, I well, fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, you have the classics, which is the David Edding series. So I read all of oh, yes. them, <laughs> and um, I also uh, read Shel Jordan. Um, there's uh my favorite one when I was um you know, like in my teens is um what is it called again? Uh the Winter of Fire. And I just oh, I don't yes. remember the main character's name, but I just remember like wanting to be her because she was so cool. Like just remember like oh my gosh, you know, maybe one day I'll be at a cabbage patch and someone will come find mm. me. But um didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, she's written like the Juniper game which I really liked. And um I read it recently again. Um, the sorry, the uh, the re- This this is completely different book. But what I really like about Cheryl Jordan books is like you know, as a teen, I read it and I really liked it. But I read it recently, like you know, ten fifteen years later, and I still like it. But it's a different perspective. Oh know? right, so they're ones that adults can
0: yes. can read and yeah. really enjoy. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. And you know, a lot of adults read David Eden's stuff too. Yeah. So he, he crosses. Crosses the the market, I think so. Too. Yeah, but I think we were saying that earlier, weren't we, about um, YA now, and because it's such a big market, mm-hmm. but a lot of adults read yeah. read YA, mm-hmm. so you don't sort of have to worry
1: and and go, oh, I don't think I could read that. Yeah, it's I think. You know, like just read what you want to read, you know because it's it's our own personal time and just enjoy and like go into this like different like dream world, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really good advice, yeah. isn't
0: it? and there's like um there's a book for every person, yeah, so it's a question of just read and read yeah. until you find mm-hmm. find that book, and yeah. if it's y a and you you're thirty or you're fifty or what you know, go for it okay, as, yeah. you know as long as you enjoy it yeah. Now, um, you were telling me a bit earlier that you enjoyed reading a lot growing up. And um, did you used to get into
1: a little bit of trouble about not turning your light off? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's because um, I went to a Steiner school in Ellerslie and there was like a no TV role um, until you're 11 or something. So we didn't have TV, so I'd read a lot. And then, you know, when we could get a TV, my parents were like, oh, they read. We don't need a TV. So I kept on reading. And I remember, like, you know, when you're in high school, you do need your sleep. But I would keep, you know, reading until like 1, 2, 3 a.m. So my parents um, first said no lights off after 10 or something. (laughs) And I would like turn enough, but then they found me under my covers with a torch. Oh, so Rebels. <laughs> you're such a bad ass okay. yeah. so They took away my door for a week or two because <laughs> they didn't trust me not to read at night. That's hilarious, isn't
0: it? And they did it with the best intentions, yeah, of course, didn't uh, they? But, um,
1: I found a way. I went to the
0: bathtub and read there. Oh yes, <laughs> excellent. Oh, I love it. So there's where there's a will, is a way. Yes, and you you keep reading. Yeah. But I know they were just looking after your yeah. health and well being, weren't they? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. did. They didn't want you falling asleep. That's cool. At school, yeah, that is so cool. And you were saying um, just quickly, you love TV now too, don't oh, yeah. you? Oh, definitely. Like yeah. I'm a TV junkie. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. And it's that's a, a slightly different experience to reading, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, like with TV, I just find that, um, you know, the landscape or everything is already created for you. So sometimes, you know, you just want, you know, whatever you can get. And then, then other times it's like with a book, the author's creator but we're like the designer that we can like create the scene in our head so you know it just really depends on my mood like what I feel like on the day
0: yeah oh that's wonderful well look um this has just been so much fun I thank you so much for being here today it's been great having um your insights and yeah. your recommendations and you know I think we might have to get you back someday <laughs> I'd love show. to be back oh lovely well look to our listeners go grab yourself some YA fiction next time you're in the library or your bookstore, you might just be surprised at how good it is. So, happy reading. Take care. Hi, Dada. This programme was brought to you by Auckland Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the programme next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM. Or anytime
1: online at planetaudio.org.nz/slash and beyond.